This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Hey, it's the Scuttlebutt. Hey, Scuttlebutt Nation, that's right. You've stumbled on the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. Honest conversation with open hearts. A place for discussions, breakdowns, and deep dives. This is your safe space when it comes to nerd opinions. Because just like assholes, we all got them. Strap in, grab your blaster, and some sunscreen. Because it's always sunny on Scarif. Oh boy, it's the Scuttlebutt. And that's the Scuttlebutt. That's the Scuttlebutt. This is TK226. We've had a small band of rebels in Sector 2186. Alert Team Scarif. And would somebody please deactivate that blasted alarm? Lord Vader, we've alerted... The rebel incursion has compromised the Citadel. Yes. There are Imperial files that must not leave this facility. They will be neutralized, my lord. Good. Allow the rebels to access the control tower. I will deploy the garrison and deal with them myself. The Scarif Podcast must be protected at all costs, Commander. Are those your orders, my lord? That is the scuttlebutt. Welcome, my fellow Scuttlebutters. This is Ro from the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the show. We uh, a while ago, I uh, I ticked off a box, and I wanted to. Uh, you know, I always want to get back to recording with people that I love. Um, uh, you know, recording with and uh, folks that uh, you know that I interact with on the Twitters. And um, Nick from Nick Flicks podcast is one of them for sure. Um, so I've got him returning to the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. We uh, we devised a crazy, crazy theme, and we'll uh, we'll explain uh, we'll explain the craziness. But um, we we had an idea to uh, see if we can rank the top five movie characters of all time. How difficult was it for you, Nick? Because I got to tell you. I was like racking my brains and obviously not to pick the ones that I'm probably sure that is on everybody's list. Um, But how, how difficult was it for you? Uh, Very uh, so difficult that I, I decided to go the easier route uh, with this list to help me narrow it down. So I I know I'm not sure how you did yours (laughs) and I didn't want to tell you how I was doing mine. Um, But I essentially broke my list up as, is the top five, mm. one per decade, starting with the 70s. So of, of the last 50 years of cinema, uh, I did it one dec- one character from each decade. And even that sure. was impossible. It, this was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. I was like, no, nah, it should be yeah. pretty easy. And then it's like, damn, if you're not going by genre specific, it's really tough. <laughs> I think uh, when when you proposed that topic... I said, oh, yeah, that's going to be easy. Um, but damn, it was difficult. But we jumped right into the into the chase here. I wanted to say thank you for joining me. And uh, why don't you tell folks uh, where people can find your wonderful podcast and what do you do? 
Yes, yes. First of all, Ro, uh, right with you said about, um, you know, wanting to do this with people who you enjoy. I've always enjoyed recording with you, uh, minus the one little 10 minute hit that I rambled on, <laughs> which, <laughs> which, which remember, uh, right? Shanti and my wife both said they're like, yeah, it was not your finest hour. I'm like, you two, you were very nice of saying like, Nick, you really rambled on that. I'm like, yep. Yeah, no, I, I was really looking forward to this. And I'm going to have you on Nick Flick's podcast soon, too. Um, coming up with topics with people you like is a lot more challenging than I thought it would be because you don't want to just talk about like Star Wars with you, even though you are a, a wealth of information on Star Wars. Um, but yeah, my podcast, Nick Flick's podcast can be found on Apple and Spotify and then on Twitter at Nick Flick's pod. Uh, or you could, you know, hit me up on my regular Twitter, which is M uh, at sorry, at M underscore Nick 89. But um, I was going to say, uh, yeah, I, I think we man, it would have been really easy to do this by genre, I feel like, because at least then you could like really uh, like narrow it down. But just even dividing by decades, I was like, holy hell, there is a lot of cool characters because there's there's a big distinction between cool and like maybe they do something cool, but they are actually not a cool character. So that was tough because I was trying to think outside of just how I would put a list together. Well, yeah. So uh, but again, thank you. I appreciate you having me on here. Um, and I always enjoy talking with you. So this topic's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to see what your list is going to look like. So you just revealed how you did your selection and I'm going to be a little less methodical and less <laughs> scientific, I guess. I, um, I just kind of, uh, you know, forced my brain to really think about some of the more iconic, uh, characters, movie characters, and I guess movie characters that were, that had an impact on, on society, on movies, um, but I'm not sure if I went far back enough. Um, I have a feeling that your list might be a little bit more complete than mine. And obviously we're just doing two top five, but um, I've got a couple of uh, honorable mentions. Me too. For sure. And uh, I, I do want to, uh, you know, talk about uh, some of the characters that uh, some of our followers made selections on as well because these are characters uh a lot of our followers really put on their thinking caps and uh, i commend i commend them for for doing so because there are some really good ones in there that uh, you know honestly i i really didn't think about and uh, i would be uh interested in in hearing your take on on their takes so uh this mm -hmm. should be a lot of fun top five movie characters of all time can you believe that this is uh, got to be one of the toughest lists that I've ever had to make. Uh, but uh, let's get right down to it right after this message here on the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast. We'll be right back. Hey, friends, just a quick reminder. If you enjoy our content and don't want to commit to a Patreon tier, you can show your love in other ways. Oh, 
Yeah. Of course, you can take advantage of our merchandise store at TeePublic, where we've got cool designs from all across the Red 5 network. Look for sale announcements and save up to 30 to 35% on all our merchandise. Oh, nice. And there's also a very convenient way to help support the channel. As you know, coffee is our friend. It keeps us going. You can show your appreciation by heading over to buymeacoffee.com slash Scarif. Buymeacoffee.com slash Scarif. Any amount starting at five bucks, a one-time treat for us to help with all the stuff it takes to maintain the quality you deserve. And remember, it's always sunny on Scarif. And that's the Scuttlebutt. And pass the cream, please. All right, folks, we are back with Nick from Nick Flicks Podcast and um, top five characters of all time, movie characters. Uh, before the break, we talked a little bit about what our method to our madness was. Um, I have a feeling yours is going to be a little bit more uh, comprehensive. Uh, I was just kind of pulling names out of the air and kind of categorizing them on P- on, on paper. Um, and I did mention I, I've got a couple of uh, of random ones uh, of honorable mentions, um, which we'll uh, get into. But um, I do have quite a list from our uh, some of our followers on Twitter, and I would love to uh, start there and see if I can get your take on on some of these. Um, so, one of our followers, subtle deviancy, has got uh, Antonio Tony Montana. And I know, okay, you know, not yeah. a, not a favorite from our friend Shanti. No, no, but, he's a cool character, I guess. But I don't, I've always thought uh, he's a little overrated. But I mean, I can okay. see. I mean, okay. he yeah, he's got one of the coolest deaths sure. a movie character gets to have. So no, but I, I can see why a lot of people like him. So this is not me knocking. The person who chose him i me personally he just like okay there's <laughs> there's other cooler gangsters than him but i mean he's pretty pretty dope i guess sure sure <laughs> sure and then uh we also got uh his number two is travis bickle you talking to me yeah i don't know how cool travis bickle is he's yeah, more psychotic than right cool. I mean, he does save like a 13 year old prostitute so he's not a somebody's got to save he, <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, <laughs> I guess he's a he's a unique uh, he's a unique character. I don't know if I'd put him in cool, but like memorable for sure. And, yeah, but yeah. And he's, I'm not sure if we um, if we gave uh, folks the right, uh, I guess, instruction as far as like top five. Well, as long as like Norman I mean, Bates isn't on there, I think we're okay. Or like, <laughs> well, let's see. Let's uh, let's keep going here. Um, his number three is Conan the Barbarian. And he okay. writes uh, because crushing enemies and women is so Chad. <laughs> what, yeah, uh, but uh, I, I guess you have to know subtle deviancy to to understand. <laughs> but, okay, uh, but yeah, I mean Conan the Librarian. I mean, you know, you you talk about movies from from our past, and uh, Conan the Conan the Barbarian. You know, obviously, wonderfully portrayed by uh, Arnold, and. Um, He's got a couple movies in there, but uh, what do you think of that one? Yeah, I mean, okay, that one's more of a cool character than Travis Bickle. That's for sure. (laughs) Um, Iconic. uh, Iconic. Sure. I I don't think he's Schwarzenegger's coolest character, but he is is a cool character, though. But I guess it's 
again it depends on too like which schwarzenegger like do you think if he's cool or not in some of these movies because i actually one of schwarzenegger's characters one of my honorable mentions um that we'll get to but yeah i could i could i could jive with that you know as the kids would say, I don't know as if the kids, kids say that, yeah. but <laughs> yeah. But uh, well, is your honorable mention um, your take on Arnold's uh, best character, or do you want to save that? Yes. All right, we'll yes. save that. We'll I, save I think, that I think it's his best character portrayal for All sure. All right, cool, cool. We'll save that for mm-hmm. later then. Um, uh, number four, John Bender. What uh, John Bender? John Bender, and he writes, because we all know activities, people are what? John Bender, because we all know activities, people are assholes. I'm not sure if activities goes in there, but John, isn't John Mm. Bender the cartoon robot from? um, (laughs) I thought that was just Bender. (laughs) Isn't that first name's not John? I don't, I don't know. That one's over my head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We'll skip to the next one. Yeah. And then... Um, Ooh, then Travis Bickle, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> and then John Wick. Okay, okay. So, like, he's cool because his crime is against people who murdered his dog. Right. So, <laughs> if, if uh, there's a great meme with uh, when they blow up Alderaan and they... Oh, and they yes. And they go... They go, John Wick's dog was on that. And then everyone looks nervous. Right, yeah. I think it's yeah. um, the, the uh, Ad- Admiral Moti comes over to Tarkin and says, yeah, uh, and goes, should I have your ship ready? Standing ready, by? Yeah. <laughs> Evacuate in a moment of triumph. <laughs> you why? must. Uh, yeah. Why? John Wick's dog was on, dog that. Was on that. And then you exactly. see it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, John, John Wick's John Wick's cool. And had I thought about that, he might have been my what my last pick i guess technically since i did it by like the 2010s yeah he he would be an honorable mention because he is pretty badass because sure badass and cool i feel like could go could coincide if what they're doing that's badass is for a good reason absolutely yeah yeah cool and then you know obviously the john wick movies are uh have been really popular lately and uh i just i only saw the first one and i think I'm not going to take anything away from John Wick's popularity, but I feel like uh, the John Wick movies, like if you see the first one, you've seen them all, almost like the Fast and Furious. Well, I'll say this. The kills get more creative. Yeah. And, okay. and I think people appreciate the um, like the stunt work that uh-huh. Keanu Reeves does. but. Right. But I think also, too, it's it's a genre that just hasn't had anything worth doing and john wick kind of like i don't know if like he rejuvenalized it uh or that um uh like renewed it you know renewed it for mainstream media but i mean i enjoyed them i haven't seen the fourth one yet but i did like two and three but i still think one is the best yeah because you're not expecting anything in one and the fact that it kind of it wasn't like a huge hit and then kind of grew in popularity john wick's a fascinating how that happened like I, don't, I remember that movie getting buried when it came out in terms of them marketing it. And then like it caught on within like that year. And then they're like, oh, let's make sequels to this, which sure. just doesn't happen really. So, right. And, yeah, I, and I think you're right. Um, I think it rejuvenated that that genre. And you have movies, uh, you know, mostly Asian movies from um, from uh, 
you know, directors like John Woo, uh, mm-hmm. some of his early stuff, uh, Hard Boiled. You get all this action, you know, uh, shoot 'em ups, um, which I think uh, John Wick's do- John Wick does very well. Um, yeah. So yeah, I I can see John Wick as a uh, as somebody's top five for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, I, I I've got a slew of followers, but let's get into our list. Um, okay. Since you are my guest, Nick, I'm gonna. Um, why don't we go with your uh, fifth? Okay, top so, five characters, and who is who is that? Why why'd you pick them? Okay, because I have no spine. There will be an asterisk next to my number five <laughs> because it is just starting with the '70s. So, um, my coolest character of the 1970s is Danny Zuko from Greece. Okay. Um, now this was tough. There was a lot of cool characters. You could have had Han Solo on there. Um, there was uh, a couple other ones who I, who I was going back and forth on, but uh, you know, dirty Harry's one um, that could have been on there, but like Danny Zuko was a, the leader of the T-Birds. Uh, he was the coolest character in that movie, but he also made musicals, cool for for boys really which was ne- like i think people don't understand how musicals have changed over time they were big box office movies but musicals were not seen as like cool to go to for teenagers and i feel like greece was like that because yeah, my dad talked about it, it. yeah like kind of normalized like oh hey guys it's cool to like musicals it's okay, okay. Like, yeah and i feel like danny zuko was cool like all the ladies love him in the movie he's he's just like out of swagger about him and Thinking of it from a woman's perspective, too, you know, much like how every guy who saw Greece loved uh, um, Sandy in it. I think women loved young, a young John Travolta. Uh, sure. You know, that was that was like his early days with like that and Saturday Night Fever. So I think I think Danny Zuko is just one of those characters where it was like, OK, cool as hell. Cast the right guy, right role. So he would be my, I guess, like my number five, sure. uh, starting with the seventies. So what, uh, what year was uh, Greece? Released? Se- Greece was seventy eight. Because I feel like that was that one of the movies that really kind of cemented Travolta's yep, seventy eight. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I believe it went. Hold on, I'm looking it up really quick. I know Greece was seventy eight, but Saturday Night Fever was one that. So that was the year before. Okay. So he went from like Saturday Night Fever, which earned him, I think, an Oscar nom for that movie. Um, and then he did Grease, which I feel like put him over the top. Um, yeah. You know, and then his career kind of flatlined in the 80s and then got rejuvenated in the 90s. Uh, you know, but- he went he went into television for a while, yeah. which I almost mm-hmm. feel like it was almost like he was playing the same character, maybe a little mm-hmm. dumber as a <laughs> as a sweat hog on television. Yeah. But, you, you know, know, you had that slick hair that, you know, that kind of like rogue uh, attitude. Um, I feel like it happened with Stallone playing Rocky. I feel like people yeah. were like, he was a really good performance. And then you realized like, oh, early Stallone was just kind of a meathead Italian right. guy. Yeah. And like until Rambo, it, that showed off his like action action stuff. But it yeah. was just like, oh, this is kind of the character. Me and my brother used to joke about it. Like after Rocky, they're like, man, this guy could act. And then you hear him talk and stuff and you're like, well, he can act, but he can't not sound like he's <laughs> like who Rocky. he is. Yeah. Right. Like Rocky. He's exactly. Just, that's what he sounds like. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So I'm going to give you my number five and, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's James Bond, the, 
the character oh. of James Bond. Um, obviously, many actors have played the character of James Bond, and he goes way back. And I think, uh, you know, it's 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 interesting too because you talk about you know picking your your characters from different uh, decades, mm-hmm. but I think James Bond kind of, um, I guess, uh, you know, fixes that aspect for me. I didn't go decade by decade, but James Bond obviously um, is a is an old character that spans uh, many decades. Mm-hmm. We've got, uh, you know, uh, who's the first uh, James Bond? Was it uh, Sean Connery? Sean Connery. There's been how many? There's been Connery, Dalton. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was, uh, there was like one. five or six. Yeah. And there was one James Bond that only one actor, he only did one movie and then they switched to somebody else. Um, yeah. He's the one who yeah. I always forget. But yeah, yeah, like it's, I mean, it, as a character, he's he's like the cool. I mean, that's why you have one of the characters who I'm going to list is sure. thanks to James Bond. But yeah, yeah, James Bond is nothing cooler than him, man. He also made martinis cool. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's um these characters, I think uh, so far they, um, they encompass a certain archetype of, of, of characters. Um, you've got obviously the action star, the macho, the adventurer, and we'll get into uh, you know, some of the other archetypes as we make our list through this episode. But, uh, you know, there's there's something to be said about the I don't want to call them cookie cutter uh, characters, but there is definitely something to be said about uh, characters that are, I don't know, universally loved, mm-hmm. um, which I feel have probably the most familiar characteristics Um and you look at someone like James Bond. I mean, obviously, the the actors that portray James Bond have to have a certain, you know, swagger to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you mentioned um, Sean Connery, and there's no way that you cannot imagine Sean Connery sipping his martini and just being, <laughs> you know, cool as hell, you know, wherever it is that he he happens to be. Um, so yeah, James Bond, uh, is definitely a, uh, a top five movie character, uh, for me. Absolutely. Um, before we get back to ours, I wanted to, uh, I had, uh, CJ cardiac drop on Scarif live. Um, we were talking about the Ahsoka episode, episode four. Um, and, uh, he submitted his list and I wanted to go through that. Sure. Real fast. Um, he's got uh, Michael J. Fox, Marty McFly. Yep, that's a good one. Uh, he's got uh, the Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger. We, he, I'll, spoiler, the T-1000 is on my honorable mention. But right. ju- Judgment Day Terminator, because he was actually cool in that. He wasn't trying to kill a bunch of innocent people. I feel like in the first but Terminator, do you, but do you think that that makes him cool because he wasn't shooting, shooting anybody and killing anybody, but he was, I think he was cool. Cause he looked cool. And then his thing was like, you knew he was going to protect yeah. uh, John Connor. And it was like, that was cool. Like, but I, I just think they took the cool concept of the Terminator, this robot who you objective has one objective. The first one, he was a bad guy. So he was, he was kind of a cool bad guy, but he's scary. Whereas, like in the second one, he was cool as shit because he had the rode the bike, had the leather jacket, doing the thing with the shotgun when yes. he's flipping it and shoot. I'm like, that was That's cool as cool. hell. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. All right, then we got uh, we have a character that uh, that you might uh, be familiar with, Quint. 
Oh, he was on my honorable. Well, he was going to be my. I thought he was too on the nose for me to pick for the 70s. And I was like, I don't know if some people might not think he was cool, but I was like, I, I think he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But he would be tough to be around, though. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then obviously he's got uh, Mark Hamill, uh, Luke Skywalker, Harrison Ford um, and Indiana Jones. And I think. um I want to say that for me, Indiana Jones is on my list for sure. Me too. And it's no accident, I guess. Uh, I mean, at first it was an accident, but it might not have been an accident that I used Indiana Jones pictures in my graphic for this episode. Because <laughs> it's like top five best movie characters and like all of them are Indiana Jones. It's uh, no coincidence uh, for yeah. sure. But again, you know, getting back to the archetypes of these characters, I mean, Indiana Jones encompasses, uh, you know, he's an archaeologist. He's he goes on an adventure. And I think these are these are kind of uh, escapism qualities that people really cling to when they when it comes to characters. I mean, you can you can say the same thing about superheroes, uh, you know, Batman or Spider-Man, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and these are. You know, these are qualities, again, that especially if you are uh, a lover of movies and film, you know, you go to escape, um, you know, real life uh, drama and uh, lose yourself for, you know, 90 minutes to an hour or to two hours to uh, mm -hmm. go on this uh, on this surreal adventure. And Indiana Jones definitely, uh, you know, fits the bill. For sure. Well, he uh, he's my next pick. He's my 1980s. So okay. um, right. the that one for me was the easiest because to me, he's the coolest movie character ever. But I think part of what makes Indiana Jones cool is he feels like an everyman right. somehow while also like he he doesn't he doesn't have superpowers. It's it's almost like he's got like a little bit of like Mr. Magoo luck to him where like things yes. fall in the right place and he gets lucky, but he's smart and he kind of made learning history cool. I feel like and archeology, span yeah. you know, it's, I just think he's, he's a great character. And that's why I said James Bond kind of would have inspired one of mine. And you know, he's technically started 1980. So it's like, okay, that's an easy one to, to pick for the eighties, but, Really, Harrison Ford. I mean, part of it is like, like you said, the actor has to have that quality, and I feel like Harrison Ford could make a telemarketer seem like a cool role. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's just he's just got that swagger uh, to him. So, yeah, he's my, I guess my number four uh, would be Indiana Jones, even though really he's number one. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely have uh, definitely have Indiana Jones on my list uh, for sure. Um, and it seems like a lot of our followers a lot of our uh you know uh what do you call them on these days what are the kids calling them our mutes mutes Your mutes mutuals our mutuals people say moots moots <laughs> all right young kids if you uh yeah. <laughs> if you want to correct us go for it but uh jason b williams in no particular order hannibal lector uh, I feel like Hannibal Lecter falls in that Travis Bickle character. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. He's, you know what though? If if you want to do memorable, he's maybe the most memorable character. He's only in that movie for like twenty minutes, yeah. and and was all anyone talked about in that. Movie. And again, you know, it, it's um because of the actor. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, he but hold on though, little fun trivia for anyone listening: not the first time Hannibal Lecter has ever been in a film. He actually showed up in, I think it was 1986 Manhunter oh, played right. by Brian Cox was the first Hannibal Lecter yeah. technically. So I think and he uh, yeah. played him well too, but like 
Anthony Hopkins just kind of took it to the next level. Sure, sure. But sorry. So uh, yeah, Hannibal Lecter, um, Darth Vader, Indiana Jones, James Bond, and Vito Corleone. Oh, okay, Vito Corleone. That's not bad. I don't know about Darth. Well, Darth Vader's a pretty cool bad guy. He's got the coolest look, I think, of any villain. I mean, yeah. watch yourself. Watch yourself. <laughs> I mean, he's cool. He's as long as he's not the little whiny bitch Anakin, you know. (laughs) That's if we're talking Darth Vader and not Anakin. Yes, then then yes, very cool. Then you're in (laughs) absolutely. Uh, But uh, you know, I I do want to mention that obviously Darth Vader is on my list because he Mm -hmm. is my favorite character of all fiction, not just Star Wars. Um, But um, absolutely. Um, All right, let's go with your next one. Okay, so then this would, this would be my number three, which would be the 1990s. This one was tough. So really quick, I'll give an honorable mention to uh, Sydney Prescott. Uh, Nev Campbell from Scream was almost my pick because she's okay. she's pretty badass in all three of them. And, and again, one of the coolest final girls, I feel like. But when thinking about characters, one of the most memorable movies of the 90s was Pulp Fiction. And I think that Jules... Uh, played by Samuel L. Jackson, is the coolest character of the 90s. Like, he just reads Tarantino's dialogue, and especially in the 90s, between that and Jackie Brown. Um, I just think Jules is an awesome character. He's got the great monologue. He's the only one of the two who survives uh, between him and Travolta. And he's got some really good back and forth. I think he's a really cool character where you don't know much about him, but I think that kind of adds to, like, you know, the, the Jules character. So I think he would be my pick for the nineties. And then the T 1000 was also an honorable mention. Sure. Yeah. There's uh like you said, man, it's uh it was very difficult. Um, mm-hmm. especially that, uh, I think that decade, I mean, we, you know, I think, uh, was it you and I that were talking about the eighties? I think it was somebody else. We were talking about movies from the eighties specifically. Um, but the nineties really does have, uh, you know, another nice slew of, uh, mm-hmm. of really great movies and characters, um, so yeah, it's, it's very difficult. It's- yeah, Ian Malcolm was on there too. I think he would have been a, a, a top choice as well from yeah. Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, of course. Um, a lot of, yeah, I, I would say that I've got a whole bunch of, uh, honorable mentions, um, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Um, our friend Amanda Jedi Caligula says, uh, Darth Vader. Good for her. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, she picks Batman. Oh, I'm curious. Yeah, I was going to say which one, because all of them could make a case. Uh, except for- she's got in parentheses the Dark Knight trilogy. So specifically okay. those films, I, I I would have to agree. He might be the coolest Bruce Wayne, too, because yeah. he's got the swagger. Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne does not act brooding in front of anybody. He's yeah. very much a, a playboy. So, yeah, yeah for sure. That. Um, and, uh, as someone that, uh, lives in Chicago, I can't mm. not like the dark, tril- the dark Knight trilogy. So there's that, um, Ellen Ripley from, she the was, a, yeah, she was a, a close one, but I feel like Ellen, like, I feel like Ripley more so in aliens than alien. I feel like she's yeah, way first, more bad at, yeah, yeah we're first yeah. getting, we're starting to get her to know her in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's more of just a survivor in that. Sure. Where she's like, she does what she has to do to survive. And then in aliens is when she really starts to kick some ass. Too, yeah. So. so for me, Ripley is on my list uh, as an honorable mention. Um, nice. I've got her on there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Amanda continues with Indiana Jones. Like I said, I think a lot of our followers have Indiana Jones on their list. A lot of movie f- uh, fans really should have Indiana Jones on their list as uh, one of their top whatever number that mm-hmm. you pick. Um, and I know Amanda is a big fan of the Harry Potter films, so Harry Potter is on her list. Interesting. Okay. I never got into Harry Potter. I think I watched. Yeah, I watched the first film, and I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. But um, I read the first four books, and then the fourth book got was way too hard for me to read. I'm not a great reader, and I was younger, and I'm like, mm, not not for me. I'll wait for the movie, and then I just never got into the movies. <laughs> <laughs> not and kids read books. It's still important, but yes, I was not good at it. I was going to say really quick as someone who was alive when indiana jones came out but you were a lot i mean really young uh do you remember when that first came out i remember that and obviously because of my love for anything lucasfilm you mm-hmm. know it was uh it was uh, you know a favorite uh series of mine and i think you know besides star wars indiana jones is uh kind of like my 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 second favorite franchise mm-hmm. it's very you know the same way that i would walk around uh, either the house or work you know uh, either humming Star Wars music or repeating lines, I would probably do the same with uh, with the Indiana Jones movies. I was going to say, I almost feel like you could put Indiana Jones and in, in the first Star Wars, obviously, uh, because you got to watch the first one to then appreciate the second and third. But like, I feel like Star Wars and Indiana Jones are great gateway movies to loving like cinema. Period. Like, yeah. it's like if you just, it's like the magical aspects of filmmaking why we love films is you get you, like those two movies get you hooked in a good way they're like a good drug to get hooked on sure. star wars and indiana jones though stay off of twitter because that could be a <laughs> that could be a problem that, that could be a problem when you're discussing these franchises <laughs> yeah but um yeah absolutely I, I i would agree with you and i think you know they come from a time when when uh, i'm gonna say this and you may not agree uh, listeners, but uh, it came from a time when cinema was great. <clears throat> Take that for what you will. Yeah. <laughs> it's a simpler time. Simpler times. In a good way. <laughs> In a good way. Um, we will continue our list after I give a uh, thank you shout out to all our patrons. So uh, we'll be right back. Patreons or patrons? Some of our patrons. Yeah. Some of the people that uh, <laughs> open up their hearts to say thank you to me i will say thank you to them whatever they're called patrons patrons all right here we go all right folks i wanted to take a little break and say thank you to all the patrons here at the scare of scuttlebutt podcast do you all remind me to make sure that we spit out some good product here from topics to technical we want to make sure that you are proud of us enough to attach your name to this show. First of all, our executor tier, Scott and Kim of the Use and Abuse podcast, a proud member of the Red 5 family. Make sure to check them out. Visit them in the chat when they go live for fun and shenanigans. And speaking of shenanigans, another wonderful supporter, Nicholas Schaefer, Mr. Backyard Tardis himself. Hey, he's got a channel, Adventures in Locksmithing. And if you think rekeying is all he does, well, you should watch a few of his videos and prepare yourself for the crazies. All right, and moving on to our garrison tier. Big thanks to the Frank, our resident back to the future expert. Log in and say hello. What's up, Frank? Melanie Marquita, big high five to you, my friend. One of my favorite collaborators. 
We got comics and cosmetics. Danny, her YouTube channel's got the latest nerd news and some awesome tips on comics and cosmetics. Go give her a sub. All right, big shout outs to Alex, the salty nerd himself, Nicole, peace, love, and all fandoms. And someone who brings joy to my timeline, Belinda. So glad you're on this list. I also want to give a special shout out to Vader, Rapina, and Rennie. And of course, Ollie and family. Thank you guys for your support. Thank you, patrons and friends of the podcast. If you're interested in helping to keep the lights on here, get some exclusive Scarab swag, stickers, and my periodic row rant episodes, head on over to patreon.com slash scuttlebutt. Remember, we can't have the scuttle without the butt. All right, folks, thank you for continuing to listen to our top five movie characters of all time. I am Ro, sitting here with Nick from Nick Flix Podcast. Make sure that you put that podcast in your queue. And actually, I wanted to say thank you to uh, to you, Nick, and your, uh, your guest co-host at the time. Um, what a wonderful birthday present, September 4th turned out to be listening to your show on that day uh talking about my favorite superhero spider-man that was uh that was a lot of fun thank you yeah that was fun logan's a solid dude great i met him a couple months ago and him and his brother do a little youtube channel and they did a spider-man where they ranked all of the spider-man movies which i'm like that that's a lot to try to do because neither of them agreed on anything which is great (laughs) but uh, yeah that was fun spider-man's fun man that's a good he didn't make my list, but he'd be he'd be an honorable mention in general because I did not like Peter Parker. Like, yeah, absolutely. Character. Well, shame on you because Spider-Man <laughs> definitely made my list. He is on my list right now. And Spider-Man, you know, he's he's one of my favorite. I mean, I'm going to say he's my favorite superhero out of everyone. Um, you know, I, I think uh, I think I mentioned, uh, uh, you know, high school kid photographer uh, just like me. You know, I was a photographer in high school. I did the same things. I wanted the proportionate, proportionate strength and powers of a spider. Um, but uh, Spider-Man is, uh, you know, he's kind of that character that uh, that is relatable to a lot of young kids, especially uh, during that time. And, uh, you know, he's uh, kind of always dreaming and looking up at the stars and wondering what if. And he's got troubles, obviously, as a teenager. Um but, um, you know, he gets bit by the spider and, uh, you know, the rest is history. So he's definitely on my list uh, for sure. Yeah. And he also I'll say this about Spider-Man because he'd be an honorable mention for me, especially for the decade of the 2000s, which was tough to find someone. Um, he's got one of the best powers, which is he could take a beating and just keep coming like like he just it's it's like weird. You don't think about him, but it's like he takes beatings a lot in his movies and it, it phases him just a little bit. But like. That's an awesome superpower to have is that it's part of winning the fight is you got to be able to take what the bad guy can throw at you. And sure. Yeah, I, I do think he's definitely one where like he's like the teenage version of Batman kind of where it's like a tragic backstory. But instead of pretending to be a bat, he, they're like, I'm like a spider. <laughs> <Make him> a spider. <laughs> it worked. And it's also it's kind of like a touchy thing for Stan Lee because you could tell it's like that he wanted to be him so bad. I'm sure when he was writing these comics. Yeah, so absolutely. Yep. Um, all right. So then my, my two thousands character changed. Actually, it was going to be James Bond, specifically Daniel Craig's. Okay. But thinking about it again, 
I think um, I guess she's she's technically two names in these movies, but in Kill Bill Volume One and Two, uh, the Bride, played by Uma Thurman, or Beatrix Kiddo, is another one of her names that she goes by. I think she's badass, and she is like, especially in Kill Bill Volume Two. So I put her as my my two thousands character. I think she's the coolest character from that because the two thousands were weird, man. I was looking at. So many movies that like I was debating people and then I'm like, I don't know, man, the 2000s had a weird stretch where like their mainstream like action movie hero characters were not very good. And then if you if, if you don't count Batman and Spider-Man, really, for like 2000 to 2008, then it was OK. Well, what other characters? And there was James Bond. And then I was like, you know, she's pretty badass and she's a great fighter. She goes through a lot. And then she comes out at the end, which is ultimately, you know, the hero's journey is sure. the rise, fall and the rise again. So, yeah. Uh, confession time. I have never seen a Kill Bill movie. They're they're good. They're not everyone's cup of tea, yeah. but I've only seen each of them like once. And then I've watched certain scenes. Yeah. So because it, it's, it's a lot Tarantino movies, I feel like to rewatch it in its entirety, you kind of have to be in the right. Exhaust, exhaust you get exhausted. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, a little yeah. bit, but she's badass in it though. Yeah. So I, and she's not, she's not like a Travis Bickle badass. I'm sorry. That one just that, <laughs> that one threw I love, you off. I huh? love that performance, but I was not <laughs> expecting him to be on the, I was like, maybe you could put Jake LaMotta, Raging Bull or someone, right. but, but yeah, uh, that's that too one. funny. Um, we've got Ambrose from geek news. Now uh, his list He's got uh, Rick Blaine from Casablanca. Okay, he's in my honorable mention. Okay, actually, he he would be my number two overall if I didn't do it by decade. I yeah. think he Humphrey Bogart sure. is like swagger personified. He yes, is so damn cool. And I think you know, char- again, characters like him. I mean, kind of set the mold. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes them. That's what makes them a lot uh, uh, more memorable. Um to be able to be the, you know, the first of that genre and everybody, you know, you know that you're successful when people start copying you. Obviously when star Wars came out, every studio wanted their own piece of the action when it comes to space movies and all these studios started making, you know, started making space movies um, because they wanted to, you know, they wanted a little bit of that science fiction audience money. Um, so it's why Cos- alien got greenlit was yeah. star Wars. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, absolutely. And Casablanca um, still holds up to almost, however, I mean, Jesus, it's almost a, not a, almost, well, yeah, it's almost a hundred years. I mean, it's, it's in the late eighties right now. So mm-hmm. it, but it's still a movie. I feel like it, it like Rick, Rick's character is so cool. Cause he gives up the love interest at the end, which is, was like unheard of in a, you know, quote unquote, like sure. romantic st- storyline with the lead character was he's yeah. like, nope, it's not meant to be just go off. I don't give a damn. Yeah. <laughs> um, then he's got a character, and I'm not familiar who I'm not familiar with this character, Charles Foster Kane. Oh, that's we'll, we'll have to ask the Google. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm like, why does that sound so familiar? Uh let's see. Um Charles. Oh, yeah, no, uh, hard disagree. It's uh, Citizen uh, Kane, that's why I was like, oh, oh. Yeah, I, I don't like that movie. <laughs> I, I I can't I can't I can't pick that. That's <laughs> Just, funny. 
um, but then, yeah, you know, he's got uh, some of uh, our other favorites that we've already spoken about: uh, Darth Vader, Indiana Jones, and here's um, here's a set of characters that made his list, which uh, I I would have to agree again. Someone that lives in Chicago, Jake and Elwood Blues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were they were going to be people I was considering for the 80s. The 80s were tough because I also was thinking of like Riggs and Murtaugh from yeah, Lethal, Weapon, Lethal Weapon, John McClane. It's like, okay, you could have won a lot of different routes in the 80s. Ferris Bueller. Yeah. So there's a lot, especially Chicago based, a lot of cool characters coming out of Chicago. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So I've got, uh, you know, I think the rest of my list um, have already been mentioned for the most part. But I do have, um, again, going back to the archetypes of, of a lot of these classic characters, um, but uh, I cannot make a list of top five movie characters without putting in Luke Skywalker. Interesting. That's interesting. I got to say, because I feel like I, I love Luke, but I don't feel like he's cool like Han Solo until the second movie. until. Okay. Because I feel like the first movie, he needs to find his coolness because he's too caught up in like, I just want to leave the farm. And he's a little whiny at first and then he gets cooler. But I will say this, the swagger for him definitely appears in the second movie. And I think they give I think Hamill gets more to to chew on with that character, which is also probably when and, you know, no disrespect to George Lucas, but. I feel like that's when you have like a, a director who knows how to work with actors better in the second and third one. And he gets a little more out of them. Whereas the first star Wars just sets the universe. I feel like in these guys and, but like Han Solo, I feel like starts off cool and never stops being cool. And then right. Luke gains. So I could see it. No, definitely. I could see it. He, he would have made like an honorable mention, but I just stuck with Han Solo. Cause I was like, he's been cool since the first intro From of him the was day one. He's yeah, like, cool day one. I mean, you talked about the hero's journey and Luke Skywalker yeah. obviously, you know, epitomizes that journey, mm-hmm. um, especially throughout the the films. You have somebody like Han Solo, which I think might have been the crux for Harrison Ford. Like, you know, where is this character going? Um, he saw no reason for for Han Solo to continue. Um, and that's one of the biggest reasons I think that uh, that he wanted the character to, to be killed off. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to have his death kind of I don't know mean something, um, but um, yeah I mean the hero's journey is something that we hear you know time and time again. Um, there are a lot of characters, uh, whether they're top five movie characters or not, that go through some sort of hero's journey, and I think it is essential for a character mm-hmm. to kind of traverse that you know, that, uh, that scale of, of, uh, you know, growth for some characters. Um, it might be a down spiral to, you know, for other characters, but, um, it's interesting to watch any characters kind of change throughout a series, especially a series that spans, you know, so many years like star Wars, obviously, but, uh, to be able to do that in in a single film would is is uh, you know it's kind of exciting for me. I think for sure. uh, it's definitely cool well, to and, see. And I think Luke's important because it shows you what happens when you have a set idea for a character and you watch him develop over three movies with the end game in mind and not okay. We just introduced this character. What do we do with him now? Like yeah. like you said, Luke's hero's journey seemed 
mapped out enough where Lucas knew, okay, here's how I got it. I don't, we need to get to point A to point B to point C, but I know what's at point A, B and C. Now we just got to fill in the gaps. Whereas I feel like, you know, not to get in, make, you know, the, the newer trilogy, I just feel like they, they had good characters and then they weren't sure what to do with any of them. So it was like, let's try this. Ah, oh, no. Okay. Let's scrap that. Let's do this. Yeah. And there wasn't like a well thought out, but there was a well intention there. And I feel like Luke Skywalker is the best example of the hero who you have it mapped out how he needs to become the Jedi or the, the all and powerful Jedi that he ends up becoming. Sure. Um, and uh, yeah, no, he's, he's great. He is a great character. So I didn't mean to knock you. I just, I always think of him. He's like, he's half cool in the first star Wars and then fully cool in the rest. <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely. But again, it's just more so because Han Solo just like shows up and is like, sure. I got half a, half a shirt sure. button, whatever. No big deal. Hey guys, I'll, I'm, I'll, I'll shoot the guy, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he starts cool and just as cool all over. Yeah. Absolutely. Then, okay. So my last pick um, is the 2010s and this one, because he was almost my two thousands one, but I'm going to go with Tony Stark because to me, RDJ is just the coolest as that character. Um, the epitome of, of cool, yeah. He is, he is. And and I'll say this, of my list, my number one would be Indy, and I think my number two would be Tony Stark. I just feel like they took that character and RDJ just made him, A, very memorable, and then B, even if you didn't agree with him, you're like, damn, though, he's just you see why he thinks of his ideas. He's a genius. Who's also cool as hell. He seems like he'd be fun to hang with. I feel like that's a, like, you know, all these characters, the ones you listed. I mean, uh, I don't know if I'd want to go into space with Luke and Han. Cause you probably <laughs> Trump, get killed. Trouble will find them. Yeah. yeah. Trouble will it, find us. It'd be like, Nick, you go fly in that ship. We'll fly in this one. It'd be like, no guys, I need to fly in your ship. <laughs> yeah. I'm not getting in someone else's ship. <laughs> right. see with the main characters. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Tony Stark's just so cool. And I just feel like part of that is you cast the right actor. Actually, I'd say like 90% of it is you cast the right guy. Oh yeah. Right actor. He's got some cool, you know, yeah. rock and roll concert t-shirts that show that he shows up in from time to time. He's definitely kind of like your, uh, your bad boy, uh, you know, character that, uh, that would buy you liquor if you were underage for sure. Yeah, or if you're his uh, limo driver, he'd be like, "Come party with me on my jet with yeah. uh, all these women." You'd be like, "Okay." He, he was he was a rock star. He really yeah. was, and he didn't hide it. That's kind of and also made Iron Man cool because he came out and said, "Yeah, I am Iron Man," which right. at that point in a superhero movie was very yeah. unheard of. It's all secret identities, yeah. and you know, hiding who you are. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it definitely kind of broke the mold there with uh, superhero films. Um, we've got. Um, I've got one more honorable mention, but uh, I wanted to mention Davey. 80s Ewok has Indy, mm-hmm. Ripley, Hannibal, okay. Hannibal Lecter, Quint, and uh, one character that we have not heard uh, of yet in any of our lists, Gollum from uh, Lord of the Rings. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if I consider him cool, but again, very memorable. I, I feel like that could be a cool factor. So that's the beauty of our list. You interpret it however yeah. you would like. But that's funny <laughs> that Hannibal Lecter's been on there twice and same well, with Quint. Yeah. Or maybe even more. Well, here's another one. Not the last Jedi, Robin Tetley on Twitter also has Travis Bickle on his list. 
Hmm. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of dark, mysterious Very people, mysterious on people the, on, yeah, yeah. answering these. Um, <laughs> and again, you know, Luke Skywalker's on his list, James Bond, hmm. Hal 9000. Okay. List. Um, so that's that's kind of interesting. And then Harry Callahan. Okay. That's, uh, Dirty Harry. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I could see Dirty Harry. That's yeah. fine. Um. Yeah. Absolutely. He's got a couple of uh, honorable mentions. Uh. But uh, any Kurt Russell characters? I feel like he's had some cool ones. Or yeah. Like Swayze, like Roadhouse, something sure. like that. I feel like there's there's definitely some ones we're missing. Definitely. Um. So uh, our friend Real Han Solo on Twitter. Obviously, he's got Han Solo. He's got Luke Skywalker, Leia Organa, Captain, oh, Captain yep. America, and Leia. Wolverine. Okay, yeah. Hugh Jackman. I mean, that's, yeah. again, good casting. Same thing with, I'd say, like Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds. Sure. Yeah, I, I think the casting really um, is key with these characters, especially characters that are kind of like over-the-top uh, comic book characters, uh, bigger than life. And I think the, the the actors, especially with the case of Robert Downey Jr., they bring their their gravitas to the to the performance, and I think that kind of helps uh, you know cement their popularity. I think. And Princess Leia is a good one because I feel like Carrie Fisher was like meant to play a princess because she is the least damsel in distress. I think because so many people know her personality, sure, and it just makes like when you watch it, you just could see her smart assery where you're like, yep, that makes sense. You did not cast someone to play like the, 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 like the damsel in distress type. She's kind of like, no, you dummies, you're doing this wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, Absolutely. She's great. She's the best. So yeah, she, she definitely be on that list. It was a really tough list to make. <laughs> it definitely was. Um, but nothing, no Kurt Russell. Here's a, here's an interesting one. Um, what's shaken with Shaner? Um, says uh, he's got Darth Vader, obviously, Indiana Jones, James Bond, as we discussed, Sam Spade. Sam Spade. Um, Who's that? That's what I'm trying that again. I feel like I'm going to I'm doing the quick googs on it. Uh, why am I not? Sam. Oh, it would help if I spelled Spade correctly. Let's see. Sam Spade. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, duh. It's uh the Maltese Falcon. It Humphrey Bogart. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you sorry. Go. I I knew I've seen I forget who what his name was in the movie, but I Maltese Falcon's a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Um but again, I think it's Humphrey Bogart. It's you know, again, casting. we list, talked about yeah. casting, yeah. Yeah. He's he's a guy who he kind of uh George Clooney reminds me of him a little bit, where like I feel like George Clooney could play a any type of role and mm. give it a little cool to it. But sure. Yeah. So that makes sense. I was like, that sounds so familiar, but yeah. So Maltese Falcon, another great uh, black and white movie with Humphrey Bogart that holds up very well. That's cool. That's cool. And then uh, one on his list is uh, Godzilla, mm. which is to me, that's, that's an interesting take too. I think, you know, we, uh, we have been uh, naming characters that are human Um <laughs> And, uh, you know, Godzilla kind of flew uh, under the radar there. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, he, he's a very destructive, uh, I guess. You know, a, as a, as a kid, <laughs> I remember watching the Godzilla, you know, the Japanese versions mm-hmm. of the TV shows. And I, I want to say, yeah, Godzilla is to me was was kind of a cool character. 
Um, who doesn't like lizards that uh, breathe fire and? Oh, as long as it's not Godzilla from '98, I think we're okay. <laughs> That's probably the one that he's not including. Yeah, <laughs> too funny, too funny. All right, so have we exhausted your list, including honorable mentions? I believe so. Yeah, because now if if you keep naming people who I don't have on here, I'm like, I didn't think of that one. Like you said, it's tough. It's it was uh, very difficult. I've got one last honorable mention, oh, and um, it's uh, Woody from Toy Story. Okay. And I think, uh, you know, the, uh, the Pixar generation, um, will, uh, will agree with me. And I think, uh, you know, from the time that, uh, Pixar, you know, entered the, the landscape of, of, of movie making, I think, uh, the Toy Story series has been a favorite for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, Woody obviously, and I wasn't, I was kind of like tossed, trying to toss a coin to see which of the two characters in that series were, were going to be my favorite, either Woody or Buzz Lightyear. Um, but I, I think I kind of leaned towards Woody, um, again, you know, playing, uh, doing a little bit of the hero's journey. Um, but, uh, the, uh, the exploration of self, um, and I think all the characters do a little bit of that, but I think Woody really, exemplifies uh the the curiosity of uh you know what am i who am i why am i here and um i think uh you know the the toy story movies really do a a a really good job in in doing that yeah i think it's one of the best series period is the toy stories and i'm not the biggest fan of four but even four is better than so many other movies that it's like the fact that you've made four and two of them happened, you know, 15, 20 years after the original. Mm. Um, but I will say this. I, I do think uh, Toy Story 2 is my favorite of the Toy Stories. And a lot of that is because finding out what Woody was when he finds out that, oh, I was this really famous character on mm. a black and white puppet show. like, yeah. And it makes sense. And it's funny that it's like, oh, what happened to your show? Well, Sputnik happened and like people wanted to go into space sure. and didn't care about our show. So I yeah. love that movie. That that's one as a kid that I was like, you know, going on adventures. That that one's great. So yeah, Toy Story. Woody's a great character. Yeah, absolutely. And then obviously, you know, Pixar has a, a slew of uh you know, I was also trying to debate uh, debate whether I should add uh Wally to that list. Um another, you know, Pixar film and i think wally for me is is very special because my my son had wally on repeat on on the dvd player (laughs) it's like you know as soon as the credits roll he's like play it again play it again so (laughs) i have that movie embedded in my head in my head it's funny yeah my my two boys are into that right now and they think that uh the songs from hello dolly are from wally so we showed them (laughs) the dolly and they were like whoa that what this is like an actual like yeah they love <laughs> wally's great wally's probably the most like universal type of character because there's barely talking through he doesn't have to it was a very ballsy move by pixar and it paid off and oh yeah you know for them that like uh, and i think again why kids like it is he doesn't say anything he just is a cute little robot and yeah and it's, it's great, you know he, the story is easy to follow mm-hmm. um obviously for a younger for a younger audience but for adults um but it's um i don't know that that movie really has a uh a, like i said a special uh place in my heart mm-hmm. um it's you know that that last song by um peter gabriel um really does a number on me emotionally I think it's a great song, great message too. 
uh, you know, the coming back and finding that there's life on this uh, old hunk of rock that we live on. Um, but yeah, great message. Great message. Yeah. No, Wally's a good one. I would also put uh, 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 Sully from Monsters, Inc. in that category. He's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> cool stuff. So we did it. Top five movie characters of all time, according to us. Uh, Nick, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Scare Scuttlebutt podcast. Why don't you tell the folks where people can find you to say hello there? Yes. Yeah. If you want to check out my podcast, which is on Apple and Spotify called Nick Flicks Podcast, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Nick Flicks Pod or on Twitter at M underscore Nick 89. Uh, I'm going to be having Roe on down the roads, hopefully soon. Like I said, coming up with topics is tough for the man who covers so much. So, uh, but I love coming on with you. And uh, also it's nice because we're local. So it's much easier to coordinate our schedules. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> when you're in the same time zone. For sure, for sure. But, um, but. yeah, absolutely. Uh, Nick, it's always fun talking with you. And I can't wait to, uh, you know, get back on the microphone with you on your show. Uh, it's always a lot of fun. And yes, I urge you guys to uh, follow Nick and uh, his podcast and take a listen to some of the shows and topics that he covers. Um, I think what, what was our first one? Movies from the 90s that don't suck. Yeah. <laughs> that was the actual title. That was the, yeah, that was the first one we did, or it was like not crappy sequels. I'm trying yeah, to think something now. Like that. Now we've worked together a few yeah. times. so it's, But it's always fun coming together with yeah. you, uh, mm-hmm. talking about movies. Um, if you uh, have any suggestions for top five movie characters that weren't on our list, uh, yeah, let us know. We've got a hotline set up for you. Give us a call at 773-234-8659. Leave us a voicemail and uh, let us know what your top five movie characters of all time are. It's a hard list to uh, to gather up. There's a lot of really great uh, movie characters, but uh, we I think we did a good job. And I want to thank everybody who participated in this. When I asked the question on the Twitterverse, you had all those wonderful suggestions and all those lists from uh, some of our followers. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. Um, and uh, don't forget, we do our live show. Uh, currently, we're doing the Ahsoka Review Saturday nights at 7 p.m. Central on Scarif Live. And if you missed a special Scarif Live last week, I did an interview with Kai Patterson, the uh, filmmaker who took the uh, Kenobi series and cut it down to a uh, more manageable two-and-a-half-hour movie. Um, a lot of people uh, were not uh, happy that he did that. Uh, they claimed entitlement. But uh, I did ask him about that uh, that particular aspect of uh, the critique and uh, criticism that he gets uh, from doing the uh, re-editing a show that wasn't his. Um, but uh, his answer was interesting. Um, so I hope you uh, caught that. Uh, again, uh, Nick, thank you so much for your participation. It's always fun to be on the show with you. Uh, we have uh, great discussions. Until next time, this is Ro from the Scare Scuttlebutt podcast. We'll catch you guys later. And that's the Scuttlebutt. Remember, the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit bio.link slash red5.